Ah, welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. The heat is on in the NBA Finals. Can the Lakers survive? COVID strikes the NFL. Gina Ramsey also strikes Golden Tate. But first, let's talk about Monday Night Football doubleheader, where we have AAAA Ron and Aaron Rodgers 2.0. We got a lot to talk about this week, so I brought on a special guest host. So sit back and relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome everybody back to the time is now. We got a special guest. We got a special co-host this week. We got brother Thomas Langston. He's back for a second time on the show. Welcome, Thomas. Hey, um, I'm I'm glad to glad to glad to be on board tonight. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come back. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate I appreciate you being on today, man, with everybody. Um we're gonna go ahead and just recap everyone of this past week in sports. It was a wild one. We got a lot to talk about. First, yes, we, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of drama. We're gonna get into it. First, let's talk about Monday Night Football. Last night, last night we had to have two football games because of the COVID nineteen and Cam Newton being the the biggest name of all of them, who was not able to play Sunday versus the Chiefs because of this, so they had to reschedule and have two Monday night football games. Let's pick it up with the Monday night football game versus the Patriots versus the Chiefs. Now, it started off pretty sluggish early where Kansas City had to get two field goals in the first quarter. New England responded with a field goal going to half 6-3. After that, Mahomes was unleashed, touchdown in the third, another touchdown, and a couple more field goals in the fourth and the game is over. Some choice turnovers by the Patriots. They had to go with two quarterbacks that game. Langston, what did you think about that game? 26 to 10, Kansas City over the Patriots. Um, honestly, man, right now, Patrick Mahomes, just he just looks unstoppable, dude. And the Chiefs are playing just just lights out defense also. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just going to be a real tough situation coming into this game for the Patriots without, without Cam Newton. And, you know, you got... Hoyer trying to go out here and beat Patrick Mahomes. It just wasn't going to happen, man. And I mean, it was what I pretty much expected. Um, you know, a double digit Chiefs win and um, hats off to the Chiefs, man. They're they're rolling. Um, I don't. Hey, it's going to I don't really see them getting beat this year. I mean, they may they may go uh, 16 and 0, man. I mean, I'm just just looking at looking at their schedule and look at what I'm seeing from Patrick Mahomes. Um, they got a running game now, too, with Edwards. Um, Man, it's going to be real hard for anybody to beat them. They got a they got a really good squad. Yeah, they do. They have an excellent squad. I'm surprised they didn't put up more points, but in essence, I'm really not too surprised because Belichick. I mean, he he's keeping Patrick Mahomes under 35, which is very difficult. They, you feel like every game they're going to walk yes. in with with 35 already on the board. How much can you score? But the fact they kept him to 26 is, tells you a lot about Belichick. It does. I mean, he's a he, obviously he's a defensive genius. Mm-hmm. Um, he always games plan. He games plan uh, has a game plan for um, for anybody. I mean, talented as talented as you can get. Patrick Mahomes. Hey, he he was able to slow. They were able to slow him down on defense. Um, but again, a double digit win for KC. Um, Mahomes shined in this one again. And man, it's again, it's just going to be really hard to to beat that team. This team is. Man, this team looks unbeatable right now. They do look with the, and with their defense, man. Their defense is playing 
is playing great football. I mean, they don't have to put up those numbers anymore because the defense is is they're getting stops, man. They're getting key stops, mm-hmm. especially in the red zone. They're stopping people. So again, um, uh, hats off to the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs, uh, they look good. Right, and that's the thing people weren't saying. Like, okay, could they win if they don't score twenty eight plus? Could they still win a game? Because yeah. the defense last season, and they're the Super Bowl champs now. The defense is playing uh, Super Bowl. It was like I don't see a hangover this year. Maybe COVID or whatever you want to give excuse to, for them to win it all. I think they still will. So it was a good game, but to be expected. Now the funny thing is, I have a, one of my leagues, my fantasy leagues. I have Patrick Mahomes as my starting quarterback, and okay. guess who my backup quarterback is? Who's your backup quarterback? It's the next game on the uh, on the countdown for Monday night, Aaron. Rodgers, A A A A Ron, and I had to make the tough decision. Who do I start? I started A A A A Ron versus the Falcons, man. As Aaron Rodgers lit them up, he pretty much had one target all night. If you had Tunyon, the tight end, in your fantasy league, you killed it. If you had DraftKings, you picked up Tunyon, you killed it. This man had four touchdowns. One, two, three, four, four, four. four touchdowns as yes. Green Bay just demolished Atlanta 30 to 16. What you think about that game last night? Um again, man, um another from one excellent quarterback to another to the <laughs> next excellent quarterback. Um right. Hey, Aaron Rodgers has been doing this for a while and I'm, and he's playing MVP football right now, man. Mm-hmm. Four touchdowns uh tonight. Uh Green Bay winning 30 to 16. By the way, the Falcons just look they just look terrible, man. Um mm-hmm. They can't seem to get their uh, their act together, dude. And you know, you got Matt Ryan, and I feel like um, Matt Ryan has a few more years here left. It mm-hmm. seems it seems like he's slowing down, and they may be, you know, they may start looking at going into another direction because they're they're just not getting it getting it done. And it may it may be time to start thinking about uh, rebuilding here. Um, just not getting it done, man. Um, but hats off to Green Bay. Uh, their defense is much improved. They're tackling better, I see, um, mm-hmm. this year. And they're um, they're playing together as a team. And again, like this guy, um, uh, the tight end, Tanya, he came out of nowhere, man, to score these, these four touchdowns tonight, or three touchdowns tonight. Um, guy out of Indiana State, uh, little, little, little known college. But hey, man, hats off to him. He balled out tonight. Man, if you had him in your if you if you happen to have him in your fantasy, man, <laughs> right. you, you came up because he looks like he's man. gonna be a he's gonna be a big target for Aaron Rodgers moving forward. Well, you do have some injuries. You you have two of their top receivers injured with um, Lazard and also with uh, with with Adams, Devontae Adams. So yes. he got some targets. That's why I was like, man, I should have thought of that because you know because I have Lazard. And I knew this; these guys were missing his top two targets. I should have known, especially with Atlanta's defense always giving up a lot of targets to tight ends. They put all their uh, put all the energy on the outside receivers. So I should have known. Didn't think about it. Too busy working like you do, like yourself. So it, <laughs> we missed out. But somebody else, I'm sure, cashed in on that one. So let's go back. Let's look at the um, the other other results this weekend. We had um, Denver versus the Jets. They beat them. I believe it's 31 or, or 31 to 28 over the Jets. Philly 25 to 20 over those Niners. I know the Niners are decimated with injuries right now. Carson yeah. Wentz still not impressed. Um, Indi- Indianapolis over Chicago 19 11. Um, Buffalo 30 over our Raiders. Yeah, that, that was a tough one, man. That I mean, was a tough were, one. They were right there. Um, that uh, 
it was either late first quarter or, or right before halftime that bomb that um that was thrown to uh Aguilar that mm-hmm. car through the Aguilar they called back man that just broke that just broke our back yeah that's a spirit breaker and we only lost by one man. one one possession one score one touchdown and right. I think that and that was the one that we needed man that they called back um because that would have um basically I believe that at that time we would have maybe if scored that touchdown been down by two or mm-hmm. three I'm not sure, but I can't remember what the score was at that point. But I know that we would have been right there if that touchdown hadn't called back. And I called illegal procedure up and it was again, it was up in the air. Um, Gruden was pissed off about it. I was looking at it, too. And I'm like, man, you call that right then and there. You know, you could call I, I, that happens a lot during the course of an NFL game. So, mm-hmm. again, um, they threw the flag on it. And I just think that that was a, a turning point for that game. Raiders end up losing by seven points. And but the Raiders are two and two. Um, I do like some of the things I'm saying for them on, on offense, but the defense oh man, the defense is uh, it's a work in progress. Um, I, I don't like what I see out of the Raiders secondary, I don't like their tackling. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like that's the theme. Um, Mike, just all over the league as far as it relates to defense, no training camp. So defenses are having a hard time tackling people, bringing people special down, teams too. Special teams, special too. teams, yes, mm-hmm. and just really having a hard time too. Um, the DBs just you know keeping those receivers in front of them, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's it's definitely this this uh format and how they're doing the season with no uh with no preseasons it has definitely affected the defenses, I believe, more than than any other unit. The defenses and like you said, special teams also. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been that way. That's what happens. You get no, you get no preseason. You get a lot of these injuries that we've been getting. You get poor tackling from the defense and special teams. That's true. Moving on, we had Carolina over the Cardinals, thirty-one to twenty-one. It looks like Bridgewater is coming along there. And then Cincinnati, that kid Burroughs is no joke. Yes. Beating up on Jacksonville, thirty-three to twenty-five, right over Gardner Minshew. Um, the, yes. the surprise one, everyone was surprised, but you finally have them getting the ball to Odell in Cleveland over Dallas, 49 to 38. Odell Beckham going hard this week. He got a pass thrown by Landry Timmons for a touchdown, trick play, then another reverse going to Odell running in, running in the end zone. Odell went off. I think he had like two or three touchdowns that game. One run in and two catches, I believe. Odell went off, beating up on those. How <laughs> about them Cowboys? Oh uh, wow. man, that was crazy. Then the Saints beat up on the Detroit Lions coming back to beat them 35 to 29. And then we have the Vikings who beat up on Houston 31 to 23. Houston just fired their coach because of it. Coaching on uh, general yeah. manager. That was that was actually a you know, that was actually a surprise. Um, I thought they were going to be turning the corner here. Uh, you know, and and uh, with Watson and everything this year, but uh, I guess not, man. <laughs> not um, when not when you trade your best player. You trade, I know. I don't want to pay him. A, now he's a GM, so he was the one who Correct. who uh, who uh, initiated that. Correct. Right? He initiated was, all of it. They they've had friction for the last couple of seasons. They say, yeah. and so what they did was, and that's I I kind of understand it because you can't you couldn't pay both of them, you know. But I yeah. say I say pay one of them and franchise the other one. Like and Dallas is doing, yeah. They, there's no reason you got You can't make personal decisions when it's business. So because you were emotional, made it personal. Now you out of a job. And guess what? D Hop just got paid by uh, by the Cardinals. So he's doing just 
just fine. So then you also had, and then Dalvin Cook went off on Minnesota. So with with, with 31 to 23, I have in my fantasy league, he killed it. Now you have another MVP candidate in uh, Russell Wilson, Sierra's husband. They put up 31 on 23, um, over 23 against Miami, killed them. Um, the Buccaneers, t- Tampa Tom. Tampa Tom went yes. old school on the Chargers. And guess what? The Chargers were still in it. But some late, late whistles and things like that happened. But Tampa Tom went off. I have him another. I'm in another one of my fantasy leagues. And something I wanted to cover real quick. We skipped over it. It was the game, <laughs> the, the Rams versus the Giants. Now, even though it's a close game of 17-9, it's the issues off the field that made it interesting. Did you hear about this one? Now, I know that after – I didn't get a chance to see the, the, the brawl, but I know mm-hmm. after the game – there was a brawl, and I believe it was, it was Ramsey that was involved in that brawl. Who was the player that he was fighting with? Golden Tate, the wide receiver. Golden so that's Tate. someone he has okay, to cover. That's right. Do you know the backstory okay. behind this, brother? No, give me the backstory behind <laughs> that. <laughs> it's juicy. Okay. So reportedly, Jalen Ramsey was sleeping with Golden Tate's little sister. Her name is Brianna. Oh. Oh, you know what? I heard about this a long time ago. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, this is they've had on their second child together. He cheats on her and leaves with leaves with another woman. She's pregnant with their second child, and he thinks yeah. it's okay to dip out him now. I, I, do you have any sisters? I, I never um, try. I never thought to ask. I got one older sister, man. Okay. Yeah. You have a sister. So you know you are first older of all. Sister. You have an older sister and you have a daughter. So as a man surrounded by women. How would you feel if someone did one of them, if a man did one of them dirty? Well, you know, um, Big Brother, you know, would obviously kick in. I believe Big Brother's kicking in, mm-hmm. you know, in this situation with Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. You know, he's taking up for. Uh, I just think that he's he's looking at Ramsey has just being a just just breaking it, just being a, a guy who's who's not about doing the right thing as far as off the field with his little sister and just breaking her heart so let me just try and take up for her so i understand man um being a being a being a brother having a sister older sister mm-hmm. uh, being a little brother but you know i always take took up for my sister and i know i know you yeah i got you, two you older do sisters the, you do this mm-hmm. you do the same for mm-hmm. your own your two older sisters mm-hmm. so i mean i i understand i had heard something about this a little while back but you know now it just really came to the forefront with this with this brawl after the game i was just checking it out while we were sitting here talking yeah it was pretty <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy yeah, it was it was crazy and yeah. the thing is tate going you know trying to fight for his sister but ramsey had the upper hand had him pinned on the ground and everything and then yeah and i then, know he's, and then ramsey waiting outside his locker room and then he's like he gonna have to see me like you it sounded like it's reverse like why is tate getting fucked and he's trying to fight for his sister <laughs> i know I'm, yeah, I'm sitting here watching it right oh, now. Yeah, it's, it's de- Golden Tate is definitely taking this, <laughs> taking the taking the brunt of this, man. And I don't mean to laugh, man, because at the nah. end of the day, uh, I I know what I would do. I mean, it might if you got me beat up like that, I might have to get the strap. I'm just playing, I'm just playing, people. Yeah, nah. just playing. I'm just saying, I know you a peace officer. We gonna talk about that later. Don't 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 yeah. don't do that. Yeah, you don't want to get that. <laughs> He's like, well, he did say on October that. Now, anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving along, we have Baltimore over the um, the Washington team, formerly known as that 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 Washington football team, Washington right. football team, thirty one seventeen. And if you had uh, Action Jackson, he ran all over the field on that one. So that's our recap for the week for all the games this week. So let's go ahead and see who's still remaining as the undefeated teams, shall we? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's take let's uh, take a look in the AFC East. It's the no one. 
And I mean, no one circled the Raggins like the Buffalo Bills, even though they beat my team, our team, the Raiders this week. They are currently 4-0, so there's no, you can't feel bad about that one. Two at home and the two away. And the Patriots are 2-2 two two after this after last night's game. And the Jets have yet to scratch. Now, another unbeaten oh. team are the Chiefs. They are 4-0 and in the AFC yeah, West. That. And that's where the Raiders are 2-2 two and two, and the Broncos and Chargers pulling up the rear. Um, Steelers, I guess they, they had to postpone, so they went 3-0. and They didn't play this week, so they went 3-0, and and the Bengals pulling up the rear in that one. And actually, that's an interesting division because the Ravens are 3-1, and the Browns are 3-1, and and the Steelers are 3-0. and So it's really kind of all time. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's um, strong. This is, that's really interesting right there, too, because usually... <laughs> Usually you'd have the Steelers and the Ravens, right? And the Ravens, That's and then it. those two teams would just be at this point would be we'd already be talking about the draft. Correct. At this point, yeah. Point the season think, between the Browns and the Bengals, but <laughs> week four, week five is like okay, what's going on? They're usually done, but it's interesting. It's gonna yeah, be interesting. but I mean, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting in that in that uh, in the AFC uh, North. Definitely, it's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting. Um, I'm I'm looking at a. Man, you know, I'm I'm really just baffled, man, by the NFC East, man. Wow. Are oh, we gonna get there? Uh, we got. We gonna get there? Yeah, I, I know we're gonna get there. I was just looking ahead a little yeah, bit. That's, and I'm just that's like, it's oh, the man, exact wow. opposite of the AFC North. We gonna get there. I mean, that's like we gonna get to next. Yeah. So so yeah, when you look at everything, you see AFC North being strong, and we thought this when they got OBJ and had all the talent in the offense. We expected the Browns to be there, and the Steelers are always there, and the Ravens were, you know doing big things too so we kind of knew that to happen so we go into afc south same thing the titans versus the steelers is the game that gets postponed so they i think they push it back to week seven if i'm not mistaken so they're all sitting here at three and oh both leading the division somebody's got to take an l so i can't wait for that one to come up in in uh several weeks the colts are three and one i can't believe it because they're just playing great defense their offense really hasn't shown up and texas are oh and four so then when you look at the whole afc picture the the wild card team is going to come from looks like it's going to come from the AFC North. That doesn't vote well for our Raiders getting into the playoffs. What do you think? Um, no, it doesn't. And uh, I I, th- I don't think the I do think that we will finish. I think the ba- the Bengals will be knocked out of this um, first year. Joe Burrow. I know he's balling. He's balling out and everything. But I, mean, I don't I don't expect them to do better than uh, maybe six wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I do think that they'll that they'll fall off. Um, the Browns, of course. I mean, it's going to probably come down to the Browns. Us, the Browns. us, us is, yeah. well. Who knows? The Steelers that are going to win the yeah. The, the Steelers, Ravens I'm, might win. I'm thinking the Steelers are going. Yeah, the Ravens are going to win that division. Yeah. So you got the Steelers oh, and yeah. the Browns. Oh right yeah, there. man. It's it's uh. Hold on. It's, okay. I, I, I completely jumped over the Ravens. Yeah. I, I, you got the Ravens. Yeah, looking at the Browns. I forgot all about exactly. the Ravens, man. Yeah, definitely. They have a the tie Ravens record. Are, yeah, but then Ravens are definitely going to win it. I think the Ravens are going to finish ahead of the Steelers. Actually, but you have another dilemma because the Patriots, Cam Newton's not going to have COVID all season. He's got it. He's done. The, the the Patriots and the Raiders have the same record. But guess what? Buffalo now and also the Patriots have both beat the Raiders, so they have the tiebreaker. Yes, I mean it's going to be. <laughs> so it's like Raiders got a ball out for the next month, wow. or they're done. I mean it's really that but, simple. They could be done in the next three weeks. They got a ball out. With and with that schedule, they still got and they still got some tough teams to play. The Browns being one of them, man. Yep. I mean, they gotta and they gotta they beat gotta the Browns have, too to have that tiebreaker. They break. gotta beat the Browns, yeah. They lose to the yeah. Browns, pretty much. That's pretty much the game for the season. They that's lose to the Browns, much it. yeah. They I lose mean, to the Browns we, unless we lose, unless we lose one more game for the rest of the year. No, but then, but, but that's mean, the thing. Now you got now is not only do you have to beast out, you got to hope that they do poorly in the same time. 
So it got yes. too much things. You, you you don't hold your destiny in your hands. Is my point. Is what I'm saying. They have to yeah, beast out, or they're done because they'll have the tiebreaker. Correct. They already You're have. Right. They're yep. losing to whoever wins the AFC East, which is looking like Buffalo right now. But say yeah. say the Patriots come back, they still hold the tiebreaker. If the two top teams in the AFC East hold the tiebreaker with the Raiders, and then you know you have the other teams in the AFC North. So it's gonna be difficult right now. Being two two, we'll see. So we were talking about the NFC East earlier, and like I said, the the leading team is the Eagles or the Eagles. When people were making fun of them the other week for going for the tie, it's benefiting them at this point because that's the difference between them and the Washington team and the Cowboys, being that all won one game and the Giants haven't scratched. But that tie is what's setting them apart uh, percentage points. What do you think about that? Yes, <laughs> disgrace. I mean, who would who would have figured? Who would have figured that a tie would be at would be setting you? apart and putting mm-hmm. you in first place as mm-hmm. far as percentage points that's it this this um nfc east is really underachieving now the washington football team okay we expected them to be at, at this point one and three where they're at right now um we expect the, the giants to be you know hey saquon barkley doesn't get hurt you may get one game so let's say one and three but man there's no way mm-hmm. i expected the cowboys and the eagles to look as look as just as poorly to play as poorly have they have have they has they have played also and just man just just they don't look good at all on defense man like no uh the eagles won and but i don't even really count that has a really good victory beating a banged up san francisco team with who was quarterback in mullins <laughs> somebody i mean i don't i don't I, I don't know i don't know what was going on there um but I, I do know, you know, Mullins threw that that pick six for the touchdown, and that was a game. Um, Carson Wentz, he did okay. Uh, their their defense did okay, but it, it's just some bad football being played in the NFC East, especially on the defensive side of the right side of the football. Man, it's it's some bad some bad ball being played. So, like what I would say when I when I, I actually expected the division. I I thought the Cowboys will cakewalk through it. Because all the other teams, you got, you got to look at the quarterbacks. The Giants, who do they really have? Danny, uh, Danny Dimes, but he's not throwing any dimes this season. I didn't expect much out of him. I knew their whole team was Saquon Barkley. No one to throw the ball to. Eagles, too. They have Wentz, but Wentz, he has no one really to throw the ball to at all as no well. One to throw the ball I bet to, you right yeah. now, I bet you right now he wish he had Aguilar. And then the Washington yes. team, we already knew that team was decimated. They got that young quarterback. So I expected the, the Cowboys to be better. But I'm not I'm not surprised about this division at all. And then going on to the NFC West, Seahawks and the Rams are lumped in there. The Rams are three and one and the Seahawks, they are four and oh. And Cardinals are actually two and two. And so are the Niners. This actually might be from top to bottom, the toughest division in all the NFL next after the NFC, AFC North. But they have the Bengals and the Browns. I'm not convinced. So NFC West is probably the strongest division. Then the NFC North, we have the Packers four and oh still. And the rest of the division is looking pretty porous. And the NFC South, you have the Buccaneers. Tampa Tom, he he's three and one over there with the Bucks and everybody else. You know, pretty decent. I can't believe the Falcons are on four. This is the biggest surprise division to me. I thought the NFC South would be much more competitive. Or at least the Falcons would be better. What do you think? Um, you know what? I you know, it would be two and two, two and two down the line here. But it took a, you know, a heck of a comeback by, you know, Tampa Tom and the Buccaneers. I think at one point in that game, uh, they were down uh, 24 to 7. And they were able to rally and come back. Um, It seems like, you know, 
Tom Brady is getting into a rhythm now. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely going to be a problem moving forward uh, for that division. I, I definitely can say that. And um, I do see if, if this continues, I do see them uh, running away with that division because um, I see Drew Brees and he's not looking good as far as uh, as he normally looks as far as throwing the ball accuracy and things like that. Not looking really good. Carolina Panthers still breaking in, you know, a new quarterback uh, in their system. And the Atlanta Falcons, um, their season's basically pretty much over at 0-4 in this division. So, again, I, I, I believe the Bucks are going to run away um, with, with, with in the games. I'm looking at them that they have left. Yeah, I think they're going to run away with this. Um, we'll see what happens with the Saints, but uh, the Buccaneers, man, they're they're the team that's team that's going to win the NFC South, in my opinion, definitely, definitely. And then, so with all that, all the standings and everything like that, what people actually care about are they fantasy teams? So the the top three fantasy quarterbacks was Dak Prescott in the losing effort, Tampa Tom and Aaron Rodgers. They they killed it this week in fantasy sports. Actually, in the top ten, there was like only one running back, one wide receiver, eight of them were quarterbacks. So. Um, if you have a good quarterback, they killed it for you. And the running backs, Joe Mixon, far and ahead, was the best scoring running back this weekend. And Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon, which I have both of those guys on my team, Cook and Melvin Gordon. I can't believe Melvin Gordon put up big numbers like that this week. And then for the wide receivers, um, the top three wide receivers were Odell Beckham Jr., which I have, <laughs> and Amari yeah. Cooper and C.D. Lamb, surprisingly, just edging wow. out. Yeah, C.D. Lamb wow. and, and, and D.J. Shark right there with each other. Um, but Odell finally showing what he can really do. They just put him in space and he made things happen. So uh, why not just talk about the best kicker this weekend too? Why not, right? Kickers are important. They play football. Uh, the top kicker was McManus from Denver and tied with Jason Sanders and tied with Sam Ficken. So all top three all had the same. So they had big weekend. Sam Ficken from New the Jets, Miami, and Denver. So what that tells you is getting kickers from teams who can't put the ball in the end zone because <laughs> they're going to give you field yes. goals. They're going to yeah, give gonna, you they, field goals. Yeah, especially teams like the Jets. Yep, yeah, the Jets. The, the Jets for the Jets are good for three or four three or four field goals a game. These are some of the worst teams in the league. You got the Jets, the, yeah. the Dolphins and and the Broncos. <laughs> their kickers are killing it, but the rest of their their skill players can't do anything. Yeah, that's 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 just horrible. I, I really feel sorry for <laughs> for the Jets, man. I mean, the Jets are just oh, they they just can't get it together. They can't get it together. <laughs> uh, I I feel sorry for Sam for Sam Darnold because I feel like you know the system that the systems that he he's played in here with the Jets have not they haven't allowed him the ability to really they haven't really opened up the passing game mm -hmm. and just said hey we're putting the ball in your hands. Um, to make some plays has been so um they've been so slow in breaking him in um these these uh coaches that he's he's, he's worked with here there and uh uh with the jets but just feel sorry for him um hopefully he can he can go somewhere else or hopefully you know they can bring some new people in new offensive coordinator um they're gonna need a new head coach now and maybe they can get it going but uh you know hey take a field take the field goal kicker take the kickers man and take the three points um, take the 12 points from their kickers. Hey, put put them on your fantasy team. Mm -hmm. I, I get that because that's what you're looking at for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah. So with that, 
Let's talk about a little bit of baseball. Um, baseball has something happening this year that's never happened before. They ex- bubble. Yeah. They expand. Well, it's not really a bubble. They're still kind of traveling, but they they expanded the playoffs to sixteen teams. I don't know if you recognize that. How they had a wild card. They had the uh, the the league. What is it called? The league division series, and then yeah. and then they have the championship series, and then of course they have the World Series. So with the wild card was best of three, the league division best series three, yeah. is best of five, and best then five. seven and seven, best of seven. But it's pretty interesting yeah. with to have 16 games, um, several teams, the, the Brewers already eliminated, the Cardinals eliminated, the Cubs eliminated, the Reds eliminated, the Blue Jays, the, oh, I, I, I lost it. I forgot what team, I, I'll go back to it. Then you have the Twins eliminated, so the Asterix made it. And the Sox eliminated. We're now in a division uh, series. What do you think about this format? Do you think they should bring us back in the future, or, or do you like the old way? Um, I understand that that you know, obviously, we're working with um, a situation and circumstances circumstance out of everyone's control. Mm-hmm. So you got to do things a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm a fan of the old format. Um, I understand you got to do things different, but I like the whole format. Uh, I just think that um, these uh, these best of uh, three games, mm-hmm. I just feel like, man, that's 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 like a I feel like that's like a disaster waiting to happen, man. I mean, you you get you get put in a bracket with the wrong team, a hot team, and you could be out of the playoffs. You could be like the number one seed, man, and out of the and out of, and out of it before you even get going. Just by getting thrown in that bracket with a with with a hot team, and you you know you're you know best of three, you know. <laughs> hey, but all the top teams that's a, that's a dangerous situation them, right there. I would just say I know all the top, the top teams advance, but just looking at that in the future, that's that's just not good. Yeah, that's not good. So I mean, that would be that's similar to the WNBA. That would be, be my only gripe, the, man. That would be my only. The WNBA gripe. is similar to that, where they will have like 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 even the Sparks. They were like the number two team. And they got eliminated in the first round or whatever because it was a, like a one game elimination. Actually, the first two yeah, rounds was like a one yeah. game elimination. They were done. I'm yeah. like, you worked all season to even make it. I think it's the top six teams that make it, but it really, it it, it just really sucks to to go home that early. But I think in baseball, maybe I mean, the first to win two games, um, and if you're the better team, you should win, which happened this year. But um, you know, yeah. I just I just find that interesting. So, hey, I, I like it. And so far, our Dodgers are doing just fine, and they're moving right along. So hopefully, we'll see them, in, you know, in the championship series. And I'm looking forward to that. Well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a tough one um, coming up here against uh, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, against the Padres. That's that's gonna be a tough one, man. Um, San Diego, they're playing some good ball. Uh, Machado's looking real good. Um, it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, definitely gonna be a tough one. I agree. I agree. Well, we're going to take a short break real quick. We'll come back. And when we come back, we talk a little bit about the NBA. So stay tuned, everybody. This is The Time Is Now. This show is brought to you by Pure Diamond Auto. With Pure Diamond Auto, they take the dirt out of the car business and make it pure. Pure Diamond Auto has a team of former finance and sales managers who can guide you through all the tricks of the trade. Go to www.purediamondauto.com. 
LA.com today and use promo code TIME for a free consultation. That's promo code TIME. That's PureDiamondAutoLA.com. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, this is my favorite segment of the show this week, guys. It's the birthday section, so let's go. We got LeBron James Jr. Yes, Bronny Jr. Just turning 16 this week. <laughs> Hope he got some padding for his behind when his daddy whoops that butt. We got ex-president or president Jimmy Carter, the, the peanut farmer, turning 96. Doug Williams, ex-NFL player, 58. Um, we got Zach Galifianakis. Remember him from the... Uh, Vegas, the Hangover movie. There you go, Hangover movies. Turning 51, Bella Thorne turning 22, Bruno Mars turning 34, and we got Nick Cannon turning 39. We have Matt Damon. We have Matt Damon turning 49, and Derrick Rose used to be the Human Highlight film in in Chicago. has been hobbled, now turning 32, and we have The Miz, WWE star The Miz turning 39. Rich Homie Kwan turning 31. And Cardi B, she's only turning 27. Oh, so young, so young. We have a couple of honorable mentions. And Luke Perry, who passed away last year. This year, he would have been 54. God rest his soul. And final honorable mention, we have Itman. He is the one who trained the greatest, maybe the greatest fighter of all time and Bruce Lee. He would have been 127 years old. He passed away at the age of 79 many years ago. So that's all of our birthdays this week. If I missed you, I apologize. Until next week, ciao. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to The Time Is Now. I'm your host, Mike Stafford. We still have Thomas Langston with us, brother. How you doing, man? I am doing, I'm, hey man, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, man. This is, again, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I love uh, uh, doing these shows with you, man. They're, they're, they're inspiring, man. They certainly are. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Glad to have you. So I'm, I'm good to hear from you. We're gonna dive into the NBA in the bubble in the oh, final the nba and yes the bubble, let's talk yes. about these lakers these lakers lakers went up they were 2-0 against against these miami heat a lot of people were saying it's going to be a sweep because of bam Adebayo and goran Dragic. they're two best players outside of jimmy butler missing and what do the lakers do they give them life with the lakers losing 115 to 104 never winning a single quarter losing every quarter first quarter by three second quarter by one third quarter by one and the fourth quarter by six with LeBron James leaving the floor before the buzzer sounds. Mr. Langston, how do you feel about that? Um, hey, well, you know what? Game three, even in the normal playoffs, the normal NBA situation, you know, you're going, it's it's that first game back, um, that road team now becomes a home team. They come out with that energy. Um, they come out with that fight. And we just saw the same thing happen, you know, minus the home crowd from Miami. They came with the energy. They came with the fight to start the game. Mm-hmm. The Lakers came out, and for some reason, the Lakers just came out flat. They they didn't look like they were interested early on, early on in that game. 
and Miami jumped on him. Butler got going, and it was a dog fight for the rest of the game. Uh, and the Lakers, they just they couldn't pull it out. But hats off to Miami, hats off to Butler for coming up with that historic game, that 40-point triple-double. He got some help from unlikely guys um, like uh, Olenek. Uh, and I, I saw that he Hero got it going there for, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I expect the Lakers to now respond. They've been responding this entire playoffs after losing losing a game. They come out in the next and game. And don't lose again. Uh, more, they don't lose again. More focus, <laughs> uh, with more focus, more energy. Yeah, and they keep pushing forward. So I'm, ex- I'm expecting the Lakers to respond. I don't know if I would call it uh, a series just yet. Um, of course, if it goes two-two, we got a series. But I don't know if I would call it a series just yet. Right. Even with the Lakers playing the way they played, they played terrible. I mean, I think in the first quarter they had something like eight or they had like eight or nine, yeah, or maybe ten. even 10, yeah, turnovers, 10 turnovers, 10 turnovers in the first quarter. Right. I mean, and I'm sure I didn't look at the number there, but I'm sure of those turnovers, Miami probably had about 20 points off of those turnovers. Something I'm, like I'm that. Probably something like that. I'm sure it's probably around that number. So you dig yourself a hole that early. Um, it's going to be hard to fight back in that game. And I don't care who you got on your team. So Butler got going, hats off to him. Um, hats off for them for coming out with energy. Uh, but the Lakers, they got to come out and they got to they gotta respond. If they're going to close this thing out, then they're going to have to win uh, uh, tomorrow night and be in position you mean on tonight. Thursday to put the, tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight, yes. Tonight and be in position uh, to uh, to put this thing away. Yeah. Uh, you know, in game uh, number, game five. Right. So we'll so we'll see we'll see but uh I, I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it a series just yet I'm not gonna jump the gun and call it a series just yet you still gotta win another game Mike well I'm gonna say it like I've said since the beginning Lakers in five now I said it before the series started and that's before I knew about Bam and everybody going down when Bam and them went down and Game Two went around I said they may sweep them however I knew that Lakers sometimes become lackadaisical. Also know that sometimes the refs can get the Lakers out of the games like they did in game two and game three of the last yes. series. But if it wasn't for AD yeah. shot that bailed them out, they would have lost that game. So the, they, they were mentally team. completely out of it in game three. Something similar happened in this game where um, Miami was playing, putting a lot of pressure on AD, keeping him off the box, showing him different things. Um, the defense was um, playing man and shifting back to zone, jumping into coverage. Cause you know that AD had like what, five turnovers and LeBron had eight. LeBron had zero turnovers the game before. He had nine assists, yeah. zero turnovers. This game he has eight assists, eight turnovers. Eight turnovers. Right. Oh. So you look at those numbers, and even though AD got in a foul trouble early, he still played 33 minutes, but he was out of yes. rhythm. And he, and he made, he was out of he made rhythm. 75% of his shots. He just didn't take a lot. He only had 15 points. So when, when yeah. I see this, and you have someone like Jimmy Butler doing something that only two other players before him has ever done, and, and Kareem and, and, and LeBron, with the 40 point triple doubles in the winning effort, but then doing something that only so many players have done before him, like Shaquille O'Neal and others, to put up 40 points in the finals without attempting a three pointer. I mean, these things won't occur ever again in this series, which is why I have the Lakers winning the remainder of the games. But more importantly, you have AD playing this bad, but it was a lack of effort. And I say that because AD yeah. had five rebounds in 33 minutes where Markeith Morris has six rebounds in 25 minutes. Yeah. And the biggest um, the biggest thing jumps on the page is that Dwight only played 15 minutes and he was beasting. So you have so many different things 
working where he was put in J.R. Smith. Well, I'm like, okay, AD's in foul trouble. You insert J.R. Smith. And you got case, you've got Markeith actually paying too much minutes. I feel like they should have showcased Dwight Howard more because of the foul discrepancies because they could do nothing with him. Dwight Howard could get the offensive putbacks. He will be the rim defender because guess what? Jimmy was sitting in the paint all game, getting fouls, getting to the basket. Dwight Howard's down there. You don't have that problem. My last point, the, when they were playing that switch defense going under the screens, when Jimmy Butler oh, has the yeah. ball, I don't care if you switch Kentavious, put both, whomever, when you're switching at the top, they need to go under the screen and make a wall off daring him to shoot. He does not like to shoot. The yes. man shoots under 30% yeah. in the playoff right now from three. Just yeah. let him shoot. He's worse than LeBron behind a three-point line. Just stay in back. Let him shoot. If he comes to the basket, be prepared and take the charge. Let, he's all, When he, when he yeah. comes to the basket, he's always going to try to pass it out if he doesn't have anything, which is where he got all of his turnovers last game. So when I look at everything, and I might even talk about Danny Green, but when I look at the whole thing in its totality, I can easily see that the Lakers will not lose another game. And we talk about every round, they lose a game, they win the next, they don't lose again. In Houston, and in, in, in Portland, and in, in Denver, they don't lose again. So I don't think it'll be a big issue at all. Like you said, it's not even a series. It was it was a, 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 a one-time thing. It was an outlier. You have perfection yes. on one end, and you had total disarray in the other end, and you barely edged it out in the end because Lakers had the lead late in that game. So I don't see any problems here. Lakers in five, you know, write it down, book it. You can book that. Um, sticking with the NBA, we have more news. This happened a week ago, but we're going to talk about it this week. How Doc Rivers actually agreed three days after he's let go by the the, the Clippers, who embarrassingly got beat in seven games being up 3-1 against the same well not the same but against the Denver Nuggets and um and Denver Nuggets going home in five he was let go and he was there for seven years always falling short gave up two three one leads now he's hired by the Philadelphia 76ers and one of the things I want to take note of is the fact that they made sure that he has a five-year deal which is awesome but that they took away his uh, ability to make front office decisions. As you know, he even signed his own son with the Clippers years ago, giving him all that money when he was on his way out the league. Um, so when you see that and you see Doc Rivers in Philadelphia, do you think it's going to make Philadelphia better? Um, definitely, definitely the veteran presence there working with those young guys in Embiid and Simmons. I think that it will help help them in their development mm -hmm. um because i mean doc doc is uh he's not a bad coach doc's a, a good coach he's been around for a while he really understands basketball he really understands the game um he really understands um you know player the development of, of these young people and how to how to how to how to how to get these guys the maximum effort out of of these guys he's done that in the past and i understand that it didn't work out with him with uh Kawhi leonard and paul george but he's still um he's still a motivator he's still a a, a good ex x's and o's coach mm -hmm. a good executor and with a young team young guys um a new voice for those guys um i believe it'll work for him in philadelphia now and we're talking about the east the east is less loaded mm. Um, then the West, the man is the West is in the hey, look, listen. I, if I was Doc, I'd have got out of there too. Um, if I had a hey, he if that situation for Doc is going to work out for Doc because uh, again, the West with the Warriors coming back, man, it's going to be a gauntlet 
trying to get an emergence of the Nuggets. It's going to be a gauntlet trying to get out of the West. So this move may just work out for for Doc and may work out for the 76ers. And let's see if he can get those young guys to play together. Let's see if he can get those young guys to listen because they do have talent. And they do have talent in an Eastern Conference that is not loaded with with a whole lot of talent. Yes, they got the the Durant and and Kyrie Irving, the uh, New Jersey coming back. Well, you got Giannis too. Uh, not, he's a reigning MVP. Yes, yes. two time. Then he's a reigning also defensive player of the year. Yeah, but Giannis needs Giannis needs some more some more help. But you got you know you got KD coming back in Brooklyn with with Kyrie, mm. and they're going to ball out. But it's a good opportunity for Doc. This is a better fit, I believe. For Doc, look, it's a lot of uh, pressure um, when you when you well, trade away. Do, we, your do you future. think you think? Well, they, they didn't trade away their future. They, I mean, are you thinking about they're going to? That's actually the question I was going to ask you. Do you think they need to trade one of their big stars? Uh, the, you're talking about the Clippers. Or you're talking about the Philadelphia. I was talking about Philadelphia. Are oh, you talking about the Clippers okay. trading away their future? Yes, I said when they traded away their future. I mean, but I they expected to win. A lot, of, a lot of pressure on. A lot of pressure on. Doc. They shouldn't have been no pressure. He's been there for seven a lot of years. Pressure, man. Everybody, everybody picked him to be the champs and beating the Lakers, and he got all these commercials in our town. They've been putting up selfies since Lob City, blocking the banners. They, they said, <laughs> "Come on, man." They set themselves but up. But you got to put the pressure on yourself. You make it seem as if he, getting Kawhi. I don't. Think, I'm not. We ain't. We're not even gonna talk about Kawhi. Wow, how overrated he is. He's not a top five talent, but it, yeah. he, he's a good player. But he didn't deserve. Yes. He barely deserved that Finals MVP. He did not deserve the one. Only thing he did was guard LeBron the most, and they won, and they gave it to him. Like it could have went to Tim Duncan. It should have went to LeBron. He had the best numbers. But anyways, not, forget about that. So with Doc Rivers getting it, um, quick question. Do you feel like they should keep Simmons or Embiid or trade one or the other? Uh, um, what do you think Doc's going to do? That's what I'm saying. I think he's going to keep – I think they're going to keep both of those guys so and they're going to add some pieces around You, you think him. he's going to finally turn Ben Simmons and demand that he shoots? Yes. Huh? I, I do think he – I think Ben Simmons respects him and he'll listen to him and whatever – uh, advice he gives in on how gives him on how to improve his game. I think he will listen because Doc is coming there with with championship experience, having won um, that championship with Boston in in uh, in 08. Yeah, sure, milking and, that and, one championship. Yes, he's milking that one championship. So, he, so hey, you know what? You got to listen to a guy like that if you're you know if you're a young player, yeah. if you you know because there's a level of respect there, and I think they'll respect him, and I think Simmons will do all he can. Um, to improve because he, you know he he he'll he'll believe in Doc uh, because again Doc's a champion and and I believe that they'll do okay next year. Don't know how far they'll go, um, but I know that they can they'll they'll be competitive and they they'll challenge for uh, for that spot in the Eastern Conference Finals. They should challenge for that spot. Whoa. I do believe that that they'll be there. Well, I, I don't you know hey there there's there's not a lot of black coaches. I mean I feel like Doc's one of the the one exception to the rules, I think he goes under the old boys club because of that one, and everybody in the media loves him because he's the only black coach I know who, who really never is really out of a job when it comes to the NBA. Speaking of that, um, they did a report back in 2012 and 2013. There were 14 black coaches in the NBA. Guess how many there are today? How many? Five. How many are there? Oh, my goodness. And it was four until for three days. <laughs> wow. So Doc Rivers, yeah, he's over there in in, uh, in Philly, and then you got Atlanta's Lloyd Pierce, Cleveland's JB Bickerstaff mm -hmm. for now, Detroit's Dwayne Casey for now, 
Phoenix, Monty yeah. Williams, Monty Williams is actually doing a great job with those players. And yeah. um, there's open spaces. Chicago already filled their void with um, with uh, the ex-coach from OKC. So there's actually a void to be filled in OKC. OKC is still looking for a coach. And then, but Indiana and New Orleans are still looking for a coach. And New Orleans let go of their African-American coach. And so did Indiana let go of their African-American coach as well. And um, who was that there? So I'm hearing, so, so I'm hearing, um, I'm hearing maybe Ty Lu mm -hmm. to uh, New Orleans. Have you heard that? I know he's been mentioned um, with the Clippers, with the Clippers, but I nah, don't think that. I think he's wiping clean slate. I think none. Of, I think Doc, what he did, cost both of those guys, Cassell and Ty Lue, a job. Yeah. At least with that yeah. franchise, or I feel like yeah. Doc was stupid in the franchise. But Lou would have been a good candidate probably for that Philly job. But now that's out the question. Yeah. So I don't know. And I know they're not going to bring D'Antoni down to New Orleans. D'Antoni's job was Phillies to lose, and then he lost it when Doc came on the market. So I don't know. I can't see Dan Tony in Indiana. I don't know where he fits. Um, but New Orleans, I don't know. I, you know what? I honestly just don't know. Ty Lue may get a yeah, look, though, but I just don't know where. Yeah, he may he may get a look. Um, yeah, we like to definitely see see more African American coaches, head coaches in in the NBA. Fourteen to five, man. That's I mean, there's there's no excuse for that. I yeah, mean, seven years. There's a lot of young young up and coming guys. Um, uh, who's who's who was it that just had that all that success with uh, this year in 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 I believe in the in the bubble here lately uh, making the playoffs nobody Phoenix. expected it was oh don't no, they yes, no, didn't make no, the Brooklyn. playoffs it was a it was a Jock was it Jock Vaughn Jock Vaughn uh, the coach Brooklyn he, he's still there yep he's, Jock he's Vaughn, still there yes. behind uh, they kept him there as a as as a uh, assistant coach behind uh, yeah. but that's that's interesting that they would do that yeah it's interesting that how the players vows for steve nash now steve nash to me is kind of an exception but the fact he can get not only a head coaching job from the jump with no true experience but to get that coaching job that's that's the point i was making because you had Jacques bond there you have other coaches you have ty luke who's already won the championship they were down three one to the best team regular season team in nba history and even though it was lebron james on it it was because of ty Lue making an adjustment i if i remember correctly he told lebron to shut the hell up in the huddle while he went ahead and led that team made the adjustments for them to be down three one and to come back you best believe they made adjustments to win that so you can't take that from ty Lue. and he did that so you have a championship coach He's just as much of a championship as he is Doc Rivers, and he's won it more recently, and he did it against a more pressing team. So in my opinion, Ty Lue has a better resume than that of, of, of uh, at least recent, than that of Doc Rivers. So why is he not considered for that for that, for that that job over there, especially as he just gave up? He's lost the most 3-1 series in the history of all NBA coaches. So why not give that to Ty Lue? I think that's a travesty. Ty Lue should be the head candidate for every job right now. Him, along with Mark Jackson should be ahead of the class and also to um it's 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 Mc, uh, mckinney mckinney who just came out of indiana he's been an excellent coach always having injuries and at first before he was going against lebron look what happened to vogel now he had three left indiana he's coaching lebron they're gonna win the championship so i believe also too that the ex-coach for indiana Indiana patients should be at the head of the line these are all black coaches to that you say what i agree with you um especially with ty with with ty Lu. i mean he's sitting out here um with with a championship mm -hmm. um, championship experience and again championship experience making it work went with lebron james when when others couldn't make it work with lebron james um again uh in cleveland i should say making it work with lebron james when they had so much just so much difficulty just getting getting you know getting over the hurdles 
um, getting over that hurdle with the Warriors. They they were able to do it under under Lou, so that has to count for something. So no, I I, I totally agree, especially as it relates to Ty Lue. I think that he should he should have a head coaching job um, somewhere. It shouldn't have taken this long. I know he he still may get that job, mm-hmm. but especially him, he should have a head coaching job somewhere 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 on it there's a there 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 there's a home for him and i believe he'll go on to do 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 great things um but yes yes i do agree yeah man so we'll, we'll see what happens we'll go ahead and wait on that story transitioning over to the WNBA. um there was a story i don't know if you heard this one as of right now the seattle storm is leading the uh, the finals uh two games to zero against the las vegas aces but before that, um, one of their players, her name is Sammy Whitcomb. She left the bubble to miss the finals because she, she can't come back at this point because it's only going to be a week to miss the finals to be home to see the birth of her first child with her wife. Um, down went to Australia to be there for the, the birth of their first child. So she risked it all and left her team out there. But she was not one of the stars. So but she was one of the good role players as they lead Sue Bird, 40 years old, balling in the WNBA, looking to win her, I believe this is going to be her second title. So they're leading. They, f- they finished off tonight on ESPN2. If someone wants to watch that game, it would be great. They're going against Aja Wilson of the Aces, who was this year's league MVP. So what do you, what do you think about that story about the Seattle Storm and, and the pregnancy? Just what part you want to talk about in this one, man? <laughs> well, um, I look at I look at that situation and I, you know, I feel like this is a situation where a person saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, um, uh, basketball is just something that, that I do. Um, it's something that I get paid to do, but you know, family and things like that is, these are the people who are going to be with me, you know, forever per se. So, um, I, 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 I understand. And I understand the other way, and the other way would probably be, you know, Alex Caruso. I mean, we've heard the story about Alex Caruso, how um, he was faced with a similar situation. No, when well, he missed his sister. wedding, you know. Yeah, his sister getting married. It's um, a big deal. You're right. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. He didn't miss his wedding. Versus the birth of a child. Right. Um, but it's a big deal. But, I mean, he chose to stay and, and, and keep and stand and fight, keep uh, stand a fight for a championship. And, again, it looks like there's a strong possibility that would happen for him um so no i i, I understand it. you got to weigh your personal um with your professional and sometimes you know with with certain people uh the 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 personal wins out mm-hmm. so i i totally get it avery bradley he 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 opted out um with his, the son, also. his son having a health issue yes yeah. so his sort of personal one out with him so again um I know that she was a role player and um, she was averaging about eight points off the bench uh, during the playoffs. So again, um, uh, I guess you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to weigh the personal uh, with the professional. Right. And sometimes the personal wins out. I got it. I understand. Hey, man, you, you understand it better than me. I mean, you can I could have Skyped or whatever, but hey, it is what it is. Well, uh, yeah, continue with the WNBA. <laughs> This is an interesting, interesting thing. Now, our Sparks, unfortunately, were out early of these playoffs, yeah. but Candace Parker still won the Defensive Player of the Year award. But the interesting thing about that is she didn't make either of the defensive teams, first or second team. 
Now, the, the mm. funny thing is that the Defensive Player of the Year award is given to you by the media. It's voted by the media, but then the the, uh, the defensive teams, first and second teams, are voted on by the coach. So it sounds mm. like it's a popularity contest that's similar to the most yes. valuable player award. Yes. They would have given it yes. to her if her team finished with the top spot, but because the Aces, A.J. Wilson's team mm. finished in the top spot, I feel like they just gave Candace Parker this award um and she's rich she has so many awards over her career but for this to happen it's yeah. never happened in the history of the WNBA I don't think it's ever happened in the NBA so what do you think about that um well she's had she's had a a wonderful 13 year career and um we've enjoyed watching her skill set mm -hmm. um she's one of the man she's she's a skilled player man she can do it all um at that height man it's and that's just awesome um the media thing, uh, the media giving out this, uh, uh, voting for her for this award, um, she's popular, man. I mean, in the media, I mean, she's one of the most popular WNBA athletes. She's in the all media. Time. That's the interesting thing. She's yes. actually in the media. She's in the, yeah. she's in the media too. TNT, You're right, Turner man. Uh, yeah. TNT, yep. Mm -hmm. I, I see her on there. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't, I'm not going to say that 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 she wasn't deserving of it because, hey, man, she can play. She can play defense too. Um, well, she definitely but, can, again, but she didn't make first or second play. defensive team. So yeah, um, so, and she she didn't make any of the teams. But we know her. We know historically, it's a reputation, right? Um, it's a, it's popularity because right. of that the media influence, mm -hmm. and that that's the people who who voted for for her to 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 receive this. So hey, you know what? Hats off, hats off to her. Um, it, that's the way they got it set up, and that's the way it happened. So I mean, what can you say? What can you say about it, man? Right. What can you say about it? Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. It's interesting, never seen before. Now, finishing up, we have Serena Williams. She actually withdrew from the French Open. She had an Achilles injury. And now she, you know, she just turned 39. And, um, you know, she has 24 Grand Slams, titles in Paris. And she's probably arguably the best female tennis player, but maybe even the best overall tennis player of all times. Yeah. But she may be falling short due to this injury. And we all know, especially at this age, an Achilles injury. You, you got to be very careful with that. Um, so do you think she should continue on or just hang it up at this point? Now, so she's trying to tie the record for uh, Grand Slam singles title, Correct. right? Correct. At 24. Um, and I know that's what she's after, uh, but she's she's getting older, man, and the body's just... Mm -hmm. hey, you can work out and you can you can have a strong workout re regimen. You can be in tip-top shape. But man, when you just started getting older, the body just just doesn't sometimes want to respond like you wanted to respond, and um, you put too much stress on it. You you definitely can get injured at that age. If I were her, I probably would hang it up. Um, she's still probably going to go down. Um, I would argue has has the best tennis player um, ever, man. I would argue that. I would I would argue that right now based on the things she's done and those accomplishments. And I, if I were her, I would hang it up. Um, she has a young family, and um, and she still wants she still wants to be able to, you know, to to spend time with her family, you know, um, be healthy. I would just hang it up, man. I, I would. I would hang it up. You got Naomi Osaka mm -hmm. waiting to, you know, to receive the torch from uh, Serena. So again, yeah, you got Coco Golf, just, young Coco Golf, right underneath Coco Golf too. Yep. Yeah, well, let me let me not jump over her. Sloan they're Stevens all, they're is waiting, still in man. the mix. Sloan Stevens still Sloan, in the mix. Yes. So. Yep. Sloan Steve. Yep. So you got all these people who are right there waiting to receive the torch. Um, and at thirty nine, hey, I, I would, I would hang it up if I was 
Serena. I know what she's after, um, but she's she's accomplished so much until hey, you can't overlook her as being um, the the best uh, tennis player um, of all time, mm-hmm. arguably the best tennis player of all time. So I would hang it up if I was her. I would say this. I would. I'm, I'm I'm two ways. One way I'm saying just hang it up. You made enough money. You've done enough. Your body's breaking down. You just had a child not too long ago. But on the flip side, if you're really serious about making that comeback or finishing strong and say the next two years, then what she needs to do, she needs to do something like Dwight Howard did. And these people have been muscle bound, strong people their whole careers. You need to trim down because as you get older, yeah. you got to slim down. She has to slim down a little bit. Not saying, hey, ladies, I'm not saying she's big or overweight. All I'm saying is she, in the type of sport that she's playing, it's just physics. Gravity is constantly pulling on her body. She needs to shed about 20 to 25 pounds and, and just trim it up so that way she can be more agile and we reduce stuff like Achilles injuries or any other soft tissue injuries because of all the years of pounding. Remind you guys, she's been playing since she was 16 years old. You got over wow. 20 years mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you guys gotta take that into consideration. So I, I say one, if you're gonna, if you don't want to trim down to that 20 plus and do whatever kind of diet you need to do, if you don't want willing to do that, just hang it up before you create issues where you end up walking funny for the rest of your life, like a lot of these ex NFL and NBA players, they tend to do. So with that, guys, I'm gonna take a, another short break. We'll be right back. This is the time is now. We do not own the rights to this music. Yeah.
alone, suffer from the train of mother, leave a baby home for two weeks, all by himself, two years old, eating ketchup and mustard, crying for help, trying to bring his struggle to life, the label want a song about a bubbly life, I have trouble trying to write some shit to bang in the club through the night, when people suffer the night, Lord knows I trust. For a suitable hustle Some people using the noodles Some people using the muscles Some people put it all together Make it fit like a puzzle Come on, say it now Life is a beautiful struggle People search through the rubble For a suitable hustle Some people using the noodles Some people using the muscles Some people put it all together Yeah Okay, welcome back, everyone. This is the end of the show. And usually, since I have our guest here and Tom Langston, Thomas Langston, I usually do my soapbox rant. But I feel this time I want to share this with my brother. So, my brother, take it away. Well, you know, I, I just want to touch on, um, you know, shut down in the bubble in the NBA, and we saw the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they were they were the leaders in that shutdown um, in the struggle for uh, social justice, primarily social justice for black people, for black lives. I really like what I saw there. Um, I really uh, like the fact that they took a knee. They didn't play, but then they executed a plan. Um, we see a lot of people taking knees. And then they get up and they go on about their business with no plan of execution, but they executed a plan. They, you know, they got the owners to agree to use the arenas for uh, voting centers so people could go and, and, and vote. And that is very important in this election, as we, we all know, uh, with so much going on. And they're even working on uh, my understanding now. Uh, sitting down with with uh different organizations uh sitting down with different law enforcement organizations community organizations and and continuing to come up with uh real police reform and i think that's awesome lebron is is leading the charge it seems in that now uh i know he's been very vocal and that's that's just awesome i think that um the respect that's there for 
uh, black athlete is 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 tremendous. Is is one of the positions where, again, that where where African Americans are are held in high esteem and definitely respected, and that is that is sports. Uh, with the NBA being, I believe, over 75 or 70, 75, yeah, 75, over 75 percent uh, African American. Definitely, the respect is there, and people will follow the fans and things. They will follow um, these uh, uh, sports figures lead, um, especially when you got like LeBron. Uh, you, you got all the athletes. You got LeBron. You got, uh, I believe, uh, Naomi Osaka has been been heavily involved in in uh, in in the fight for for black people for black lives. Um, a lot of different people, man. I mean, there's so many NBA players that are involved in this. I can't uh, I can't name them all, but I do know that this is a, a good thing, um, and I, I really believe that there will be some some long-standing change that comes out of this. But I believe that they just need to continue to uh, continue to push the issue, continue to to sit down and bring all the those who are involved to the same table and begin the dialogue, begin to come up with with the with plans and things like that to implement for police reform. And again, I know that things are kind of in in limbo right now because everybody's kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with the election. Um, but that doesn't mean that that you stop doing the work. That doesn't mean that you stop planning. And, you know, so when things do happen in the election, there's things in, in play to to move forward. And with the athletes, uh, again, leading the charge uh, for social justice, I think that it's just a, a wonderful uh, thing. And uh, me myself, uh, being being in law enforcement, uh, being a police officer, uh, I I I I would love to, you know, be in a discussion uh, with 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 these professional athletes um, to bring about police reform. I I would love to be at that table. I would love to be in that room um, where it all goes down. Um, my Hamilton reference there. I would love to be in that room though. So. I think it's a good thing, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what will come out of this. And with that, I will just tell all of you to make sure that you vote November 3rd, whether that be by mail or in person, just make sure that you go vote. This is one of uh, the biggest elections and the most um, impactful elections that we have had in years so we need everybody to go out and vote change starts uh in that voting booth change starts when you put that 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 completed ballot uh in the mailbox that's when change starts that's how change begins real change so make sure you go out and vote uh thank you uh mike for giving me the time to really speak on these issues i really appreciate it and with that uh i am going to step aside thank you thank you my brother appreciate it no problem sir no problem you know that like you said go out and vote everybody so appreciate you coming on this week you know hopefully have you again in the near future 
you take care of that lovely family of yours and i will do the same with mine man you have a good one and i'll enjoy you for your time appreciate you man thank you brother i just i i enjoy myself um i really love coming on your show and uh again uh uh, peace and blessings to you and keep keep cranking these out man you, you, you're you're growing on here man people are listening um you got some good content and uh just hey man just keep keep pushing forward man keep being positive amen take care okay you too mm-hmm. well that's it for this week guys Thank you all for listening. Um, just don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. I want to give a special shout out to our guest host this week and Thomas Langston. Thank you for everything you added to the show this week. Really appreciate you and look forward to having you again in the future. Now it's time for our final word. Gather together, gather yourselves together, you shameful nation before the decree takes effect and that day passes like windblown shaft, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's wrath comes upon you, seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, you who do what he commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. Zephaniah 2, 1 through 3. Remember to spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.